Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris and with me always is the Orco to my He-Man, Tony. Say hey, Tone. What's up, guys? How are you? Oh, did you see that really retarded looking thing? I probably shouldn't say the R word. Oh, What's no! Up? <laughs> <laughs> and it is a live episode, so there's no edits, no take backs. Um, what we're saying is going out live over the airwaves. <laughs> Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitch. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, this is good. We'll see if uh, we have uh, very limited is- issues, limited issues, limited in uh, technical issues is where I was going with that one. So, yeah, the hope is that we got them all worked out on the last episode. We didn't do it live. We did record it. But uh, in this case, we've got everything put together and hopefully everything goes smooth. Um, with that being said, it is a big episode. Uh, we are covering D23. We are covering Gamescon, uh, a couple other things in between. There was so much news this week that uh, we just can't get to all of it. So uh you know, you'll have to put up with the stuff we chose and, you know, that's just the way it tends to go. Uh, we are going to start out the episode as we do every week and uh, basically start with our shameless plugs. Yes, we do. Let's roll it. <laughs> First technical yeah. difficulty. There you go. So, uh, that is pretty cool. I agree, Beavis. <laughs> All right. Uh, the first shameless plug is uh, the business, my main focus, which is Rough Riders. It is a dog rescue nonprofit. Uh, we pull dogs from kill shelters. All along the West Coast, bring them up uh, to this area, find them homes, give them fosters. Uh, we're always raising money. We've got some great 
uh, fundraising opportunities. Um, and then, of course, anybody who's looking for a dog, we are uh, adopting dogs out. So uh, definitely recommend you check out our website at roughriders.org and uh, support us. Listen to our podcast over there. Um, and if you can uh, donate and help us out to save more dogs, uh, that is, of course, always appreciated. Um, aside from that, Tony has his own, uh, not his own, but another pop culture show that he uh, uh, contributes to on Sundays. It's another live show. If you want to give us a little more information on that, Tony. Yeah, if you guys are tuning in, um, I do a show with my buddy Jimmy Jones. We do, um, we broadcast Pop Culture Kaboom radio show and uh, the airs in Carson City. And of course, you know, at this point, you'd think I'd have it all down, which I do. <laughs> it's a little slower. So you can check us out. <clears throat> We're streaming from the uh, West Coast of so Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Pop Culture Kaboom can be listened to on 95.1 KNVC, Carson City Radio. That's out of Nevada. And you can also stream it live to the world. So follow uh, Jimmy and myself on Pop Culture Kaboom. I do the movie reviews. We pick out a handful of trailers and uh, we give the goods. Uh, if they're good, we give them good. Um, if they're okay, it's a blah. If it's uh, so wretched that you just would not see it in theaters, we give it a... Ooh wet gushy touch brown so tune in it's a lot of fun uh this week we didn't have we had one movie and next week we'll be covering it chapter two not a whole lot but we do get to discuss a lot and you never know where i'm gonna be sunday seem to be a really busy night when we do the show um i just did the last episode uh from a bathroom stall at the pepsi center here in denver did you really Allison chains. yeah allison <laughs> chains was playing and i was in the stall you're like this doing the radio show. I got next to me. He's like, Hey, this guy talking movies here. Hey, shut up. So, you know, <laughs> tune into that. If you like all that wonderful stuff, uh, 95.1 KMBC tune in. You could have had your own uh, touch Brown live. Yeah, definitely. Literally. That was what was going on next to you. <laughs> the next one is totally rad 1981.com it is our sister site um sister, sister. <laughs> at this point uh, everything's pointed over to instagram uh from there we put up old uh which way you point in tone i'm that trying way? to well i'm watching myself on the picture i'm like pointing <laughs> at the totally rad logo so just look at me being a dork <laughs> in okay. any case, on Instagram, we post uh, old, uh, you know, show intros, commercials, um, cartoon intros, all of the stuff we basically grew up with in the 1980s and 1990s, uh, you know, the eras that uh, we enjoyed as kids. And uh, yeah, so check it out. Um, we are revamping a little bit. It's going to be uh, somewhat along the lines of what we're doing here Um as far as the live stream aspect goes. So little hint for you right there. Excellent. All right. And then finally, the last shameless plug is that uh, Tony and I are going to have a booth at the Reno pop culture con November 8th through the 10th uh, over at the Reno event center. And uh, yeah, we're going to be out there doing a live show, trying to get uh, some interviews with some, fans, guests, you name it. Uh, the Pop Culture Con has uh, 
actually some pretty cool guests that they've announced so far. You've got Ray Park, who was Darth Maul, uh, Summer Glau from uh, Firefly, and then the uh, big one that was just announced recently was uh, Iceman himself, Val Kilmer. And so, uh, I'm Batman. There There you go. Uh, Not that Batman, but a Batman. Not the worst. It's turning good. You know, the one that's putting on the Reno Pop Culture Con is the same group that's been putting on the Denver Pop Culture Con yeah. um, the last couple of years. And they do a really good job. So uh, very excited to be a part of it. And uh, we look forward to meeting you guys. If you're going to be there, come say hi. We'll have a booth. Hopefully we'll have some goodies to hand out. Um, and uh, tell us, like, hey, get better with your videos, whatever. But don't judge. It's yeah. really time we're doing this yeah this is the first live show we've tried a couple videos in the past that uh some have been better than others but uh figure screw it let's do it live and uh figure it out along the way all right that does it for our shameless plugs uh we are gonna get into tv news as we do each and every week bazinga all right i don't know if those intros are coming through as well on this system as they were on the other one but no i think uh the new thing we use i mean we when i do the next one i'll turn the volume up and we'll see how it goes it tends to drown out but uh Exactly. Listening live, I mean, I could hear it okay, but I'm on this end. Random sound clips and things of that. Just little clips. Yep. All right. So the first story in TV news um, goes back to something a number of episodes ago, Um, and and the masters of the universe. (laughs) Um, You are. ruining the surprise. No, uh, we had mentioned a number of episodes back that uh, Kevin Smith, who we're a big fan of, you Skewverse, and and obviously we're looking forward to Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh, He had mentioned in a tweet that he was working on a big property, something that uh, he couldn't talk about at the time. And it looks like we know now what that is. And uh, as uh, Tony alluded to, we've got uh, confirmation that uh, Kevin Smith is executive producing, acting as showrunner for a brand new Masters of the Universe uh, series, cartoon series uh, on Netflix. It's called Masters of the Universe Revelation, and it is picking up as a direct sequel to the Funmation old 1980s Masters of the Universe we grew up with. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be along as same art styles as uh, the Netflix Castlevania series. Yep. From there, so good animation. Um, if you're a fan of He Man, apparently my aunt Sonya told me I was a diehard He Man fan. So um, I did love it growing up. Uh, I look forward to doing this, especially with Kevin Smith behind the helm. This should be really entertaining. Yeah, it should be fun. And uh, we actually have an official synopsis as well. Uh, it says a radical return to Eternia. Revelation is a direct sequel series to the classic era of Masters of the Universe, featuring fan favorites He-Man, Orko, Cringer, and Man-at-Arms. The story pits are heroic warriors and guardians of Castle Grayskull against Skeletor, 
Evelyn, Beastman, and the Vile Legions of Snake Mountain. But after a fruit. <laughs> but I after, hope Skunkman's back. Oh, they'll all be back. Um, yeah. But after a ferocious final battle, Forever Fractures Eternia, it's up to Tila to solve the mystery of the missing Sword of Power in a race against time to prevent the end of the universe. Her journey will uncover the secrets of Skull at last. This is the epic He-Man and Masters of the Universe saga fans have waited 35 years to see. So, uh... I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, Netflix, um, you know, they're losing some properties that uh, belong to other studios. So it's up to them to make some good new original content. And I think that this will be just another one of those. Oh, yeah. What an absolute, uh, you know, surprise. Uh, Kevin Smith has kept this tight lipped. He's kind of joked, you know, done cryptic tweets and things about saying he'd be a part of some type of big franchise, but he didn't want to jinx it yet. And I'm assuming that's what this is. So uh, it should be awesome. Yeah. Yep. Looking forward to it. Um, And he announced it uh, at PowerCon, which is another convention I'm not familiar with. Uh, Definitely not D23. Uh, Speaking of D23, we have just a ton of of news about that. Um, so, I mean, really sit down, relax. Um, you know, if you haven't heard all of the fun stuff that came out of it over the weekend, uh, we'll get you up to speed on that. Uh, the first of that is that, uh, Spidey and his amazing friends are coming to Disney junior in 2021. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So it's a CG animated show. Uh, you know, you've got uh, Peter Parker with his friends Miles Morales and uh, Gwen Stacy. And uh, they're going to team up with Hulk, Black Panther, Miss Marvel, and more to defeat evil foes and learn that teamwork is the best way to save the day. Um, obviously, with it being on Disney Junior, it's a preschool-themed sh- uh, show. So, um, you know, don't expect any massive narrative or, um, you know, violent action it's going to be more of a kiddie show, but, uh, you know, if my kids were that preschool age still, um, it's one I'd show them. Yeah, absolutely. So if you got some youngsters, you want to get them in, um, there you go. And uh, the interesting thing, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on, is that, uh, you know, this is a show from Marvel. Um, Sony owns the film rights, but Marvel owns all of the other rights. So they're able to make the television show, um, even though they don't own the film rights. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how they just don't do that. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. All right. Uh, with more on D23, as soon as, oh! My, oh. <laughs> as, soon as my screen uh, Catches switches up, on know. over. There we go. All right. Um, so the big focus of D23 was obviously the Disney Plus streaming service. Uh, it is coming out in November, uh, right around the corner. We already know a number of the shows that uh, were announced for it, but there's so much more that just came out uh, over the D23 conference. Um, I'm going to run down a, a few of the little ones and then obviously hit upon the big ones. Um you know, we've got uh, on the Disney camp, For- Forky asks a question, um, obviously starring Forky, voiced by Tony Hale. 
Um, don't know much about it beyond that. We have a Monsters University, Mon Monsters Inc. show called Monsters at Work. We do know that we've got um, uh, John Goodman and... Sorry, it's 1030 and my brain is not fully working. Billy Crystal coming back to voice their characters. <laughs> All right, yes, this is late. Normally we do this a little earlier, but we're doing this a little on the late side, a little on the tired side. So exactly. You um, never know what you're going to get with us on the Proton Pack. We know about all of the Marvel shows that'll tie into the MCU and the uh, actors and characters that will be coming back from that. Uh, but on the Marvel Studios side, we did get an announcement of three brand new shows that are going to be coming out. Uh, the first one is Miss Marvel. Uh, Miss Marvel is uh, Kamala Khan. Um, a relatively new character within the Marvel universe, at least this iteration, you know, Captain Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers, as we know her right now, um, she was the previous Miss Marvel. Uh, there's been a couple other versions, but uh, this one's a little bit different. And uh, I actually am not familiar with what her powers are in the comic books. Uh, I don't know much about her. You know, I, I really stopped reading that after or sorry before you know when uh, carol danvers was miss marvel yeah i don't have anything to add to it i don't know anything about miss marvel so um so for me on that end i'm gonna have to give myself a, a <laughs> i don't know it I'm sure it's gonna be cool it's gonna be like any of the other shows that popped up on netflix you know where you know jessica jones I didn't know nothing about Jessica Jones, but I watched the show and it was pretty damn badass. So. Yeah, actually one of the better uh, of the Marvel Netflix shows. Uh, the other one we're getting is uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Walters. Jennifer, Jennifer Walters, Jennifer. <laughs> better known as She-Hulk. Bruce Banner's cousin. She's a lawyer. Um, you know, she becomes, you know, green with gamma radiation, has super strength, um, but obviously doesn't become the big dopey version of a Hulk, you know, she retains all of her mental ability. Uh, so we're getting a version of that. And then finally, the one that I'm excited about is we are getting Moon Knight. Uh, Moon Knight is one of the lesser known Marvel characters. Uh, he was a mercenary that was left for dead named Mark Spector. And uh, for a lot of comic book fans, they would equate him to being the Marvel character that's closest to Batman. Um, so, you know, I would expect something gritty and dark and, and maybe even somewhat violent. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Knight. <laughs> so, uh, those were the new Marvel shows that were announced over D23. One quick thing on She-Hulk. They're going to yeah. introduce, uh, Red Hulk in that show. Um, uh, what is his name? Dr. Ross, uh. He's going Thunderbolt to, Ross. Yeah, he's got General Red Hulk in there. So, hey, it's cool stuff. As far as I heard, they were originally trying to make that happen in Avengers Endgame, but there was just so much going on that that was one thing that they just didn't want to pile yeah, on top of everything else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another show that I'm excited about that's coming to Disney Plus is Muppets Now. It's an unscripted short form series from the Muppets. Um, 
And, you know, if you're thinking unscripted and, and Muppets, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But if you've ever seen the actors just riff with each other and have fun uh, through the characters that they're controlling, um, you'll know that this will probably work out really well. It's not an hour long show. It's probably not a half hour long. I would imagine each episode is 10, maybe 15 minutes at the most. Yeah, Mike. As long as Sweetums isn't in it, that dude gives me freaking nightmares. <laughs> I would bet Sweetums is probably in it. No. All right. Uh, on the Star Wars side of Disney, we know that uh, we're getting Star Wars The Clone Wars, at least the final season of that. We are getting a Cassian Andor Rogue One series uh, with Alan Tudyk coming back as K2SO and Diego <laughs> Luna. Um. And then the he said Alan, that's why I'm laughing. Oh, okay, not too dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, and then the big thing to come out well, one of the big things to come out of D23 was the first official trailer for The Mandalorian. This is Ooh, the Star Wars series. Ironically that, enough, the trailer's playing right in the back here. There you go. Uh, Produced, directed, show run by uh, John Favreau, who obviously you know got the Marvel Cinematic Universe started with Iron Man. Um, and if you don't know who he is, ladies and gentlemen, he plays Happy in the latest Spider-Man and previous MCU movies. Exactly. Um, He's banging Aunt May. <laughs> uh, check out the trailer. It looks so good. I mean... So good. It's awesome. I love how it starts. I mean, you can't really see so much in the video. It's probably mm -hmm. a little blurry. My hand, I'm looking at it from a different angle. So right here, where the way it starts is like the stormtrooper helmets are on the spikes as if they're head skulls, just as trophy. Pretty awesome. Right. Looks like it's movie quality. Like it, it's got all the feels, man. Um, I had heard it's the most expensive television series ever to date. I mean, and this is bigger budget, bigger quality than even like Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, it looks fantastic. The trailer's up on our page. Scroll down through all the news articles. It's somewhere on there. Um, but yeah, check it out. I mean, it, it comes out uh, November 12th when Disney Plus launches. So <clears throat> going to yeah. be awesome. Definitely. Rec I mean, I haven't seen it, but as a Star Wars fan, you know you're going to end up uh, checking this out. So... <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not a Star Wars fan and you're thinking Mandalorian, isn't that a small stringed instrument? No, uh, Mandalorian is the uh, race of um, creatures or people in uh, the Star Wars universe that are bounty hunters. And so if you know Boba Fett, Boba Fett's probably the most famous of the Mandalorians. Um, no word yet if this character is actually Boba Fett, different character altogether, if they're going to cross paths. We don't know. You just got to watch and figure it out. <laughs> and then finally, the last big reveal of D23 in regards to Disney Plus and Star Wars is that uh, Ewan McGregor is coming back to reprise his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi in a uh, limited Disney Plus series um, titled Kenobi. And that's so that's what you need. Limited is perfect. Yep. And uh, it takes place. Tony had sent me a uh, timeline um, a couple days ago 
takes place right after the events of uh, Star Wars Episode Three. So, uh, you know, you basically get to uh, follow Ben Kenobi or uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in exile and see his um, adventures to the point where he becomes a hermit and somehow turns into Sir Alec Guinness. <laughs> you are the chosen one. <laughs> I don't have any uh, sound bites for, for uh, Ewan this week, so. I am shocked. Are you? My name is unavoidable. It is your destiny. I have Palpatine, though. <laughs> Maybe we can use that later, hint, hint. Hint, hint. Oh, good job. <laughs> oh, I did have one. Good job. Good job. There you go. That works. All right. Uh, and then the... Hold on. Let me make sure. I'm following the uh, order here pretty quick. All well, right. It's not much like... And you guys, we did share the article. I know we want to keep our podcast and our, our streaming to a minimal. We don't want to keep this, make this a long video for you. We know the attention span for everybody's a little short. Not always, but sometimes... Um, but you can check out the article on our Proton Pack page. There is a lot of stuff coming out on uh, good old Disney Plus that uh, there's so much we can't cover everything. Yep. But, uh, yeah, we do have that up. Uh, Star Wars Clone Wars, uh, the final season is going to be on there too. So It's going to be on our Facebook page? That's awesome. No, it's going to be on Disney Plus. No, I know. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> But uh, that is a good reminder that, uh, you know, if you are watching this live on Facebook, you know, make sure you like the page, subscribe uh, to the podcast, um, give us feedback. We always Roger. love the feedback. Roger, Roger. Roger. Roger, I hit that a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, last big thing to come out of D23 in regards to Disney Plus is that uh, they are offering a exclusive price to D23 members for Disney Plus. So Disney Plus, we already know was going to be $6.99 per month, which is nothing. I mean, so much content, so much good stuff for only $6.99. Through D23's website, all you have to do is go on D23.com, become a general member, totally free. You will get an offer for a three-year Disney Plus subscription at $4 per month. Damn. Yeah. You're saving $23 per year. Um, you have to buy it in annual chunks. So uh, you would pay, you know, the first year up front. And, uh, but the first year is only going to cost you $46.99. That's, how do you not do it? That is just, that's just good. Okay. This is a good deal right there. Yep. So again, to get there, to get that uh, exclusive offer, you go to d23.com, sign up for the general membership, and then from there they will email you the link so that way you can uh, redeem it and again pay just $4 per month for Disney Plus for the first three years. That's such a good deal, man. This service is going to be it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, can't wait. And then they did announce too that Disney Plus won't have any of the R rated. So that'll be on Hulu. Likely. They didn't officially say that, but they said more than likely. So. Yeah. So you're not going to get Alien, Predator, or even Deadpool uh, on Disney Plus. Um, maybe the PG 13 version of uh, Deadpool 2, but uh, yeah. we'll see. 
We'll see there. All right. Uh, moving on to the next thing, which uh, also came out of D23, not TV or movie related, but actually Disney park related is that uh, in Florida, Disney World in Orlando, they are getting ready to um, start construction of what they call a new first-of-its-kind vacation experience where guests will check in for a two-night adventure aboard a glamorous starship. And, I mean, if you're watching the video, you can see the uh, the artist rendering. Um, it's essentially a hotel that is modeled after a starship, and it's being called the uh, Halcyon of Chan <laughs> Chandrilla Starline. And, uh, I mean, talk about immersive, an immersive experience. Um, that's going to be awesome once it's finally revealed. Oh, yeah, it's going to be way good and very pricey. So start saving you money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anything Disney-related is going to be very expensive. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And then uh, speaking of Disney parks, and uh, just by pure luck, I guess, um, I was actually down in Anaheim over the weekend. It was my oldest son's birthday, and we took him to Disneyland on uh, Sunday, um, last day of D23, Totally expected it to be just crazy busy. And surprisingly, it wasn't. It was, uh, uh, we were able to get on all the rides we wanted to some multiple times. And uh, just so cool to see the brand new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, oh my gosh. It was literally like stepping onto a Star Wars set. Um, all of the set dressing, everything was awesome and they make it a really cool interactive experience uh you have a full-size millennium falcon there you've got a full-size x-wing you also have a kylo ren ship as well uh we did the smugglers run a couple times which was a lot of fun uh currently that is the only attraction they have there or the only ride they have there they're working on a roller coaster but uh on top of all of that there was also um if you get the disney play app you can download a data pad and there's all kinds of things you can do um, that are interactive in the area. So, you know, you can uh, join missions to help the resistance, join missions to help the First Order. You can hack um, droids that are around the area. You can translate uh, the languages. Um, you know, in the Smuggler's Run, there's a bunch of things that it gives you to do while you're waiting in line obviously makes the waiting that much easier. Um, so cool. I mean, just a fun interactive experience. Uh, I did, uh, I should have grabbed it. Uh, I got one of the thermal detonator uh, Coca-Cola bottles. Which are banned on TSA flights, by the way, now. I, I had heard that. In the article, like right after we, uh, right after we uh, <laughs> took air, I saw it, but we had so many news. I'm like, man, but <laughs> make its way in. Well, the good news is I drove back, so I didn't have to worry about that. But um, it's just awesome. And, you know, again, Disneyland being expensive, you know, if we had a bunch of money to spend on it, uh, we totally would have done the build your own lightsaber or, uh, you know, build a droid. But uh, just, I mean, you could waste a whole day in just Galaxy's Edge. Oh, I can't wait to go. Um, I was outside of the Disney World version 
uh, this last June. And uh, you can see it from uh, Toy Story Land, riding Slinky Dog. You can see it, but have not been there yet. Definitely jealous. Um, if you guys have been there, you know, feel free to chime in what you guys think about it below in the comments. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, very excited to do that. And uh, yeah, look forward to uh, next time. Hopefully, like even uh, um, Star Tours will have, uh, you know, episode nine stuff in there. That'd be cool too. Yeah, yeah. And we definitely did Star Tours. It still holds up. Still so much fun. And actually, the lines were shorter now than ever before because most of the people were over at galaxy's edge trying to get into smugglers run that's always great always good all right uh that does it for our tv mostly d23 wrap up uh we're gonna go ahead and head on to movies with our weekend box office report weekly box office report see i was gonna get in the movie button but we're doing the box office report. You think I'd have this ready? Yeah. <laughs> My computer's lagging, but here we go. <clears throat> this is the fun part of the show. We just get to talk movies. Just talk movies. Yep. Talk movies. That that that's all we want. Of course, I'm over here closing windows while we do that. All right. Uh... <laughs> Over the weekend, we had a new number one, a movie I haven't had a chance to see yet, but uh, definitely will. I loved the first two movies in the entry, and I'm talking uh, Angel Has Fallen, you know, which brings Gerard Butler back as Mike Banning. Um, seems to always be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, and then you've got, obviously, Morgan Freeman, who is reprising his role as the president uh, when he took over um, after Olympus Has Fallen. Um, movie made $21.2 million in its opening weekend. Uh, definitely fell behind the first two movies by a little bit. But, uh, you know, given it's in August and there's not a lot of uh, huge releases coming out, uh, that was pretty, pretty reasonable for them to make, uh, especially at a number one spot. Excellent. Yeah. Have you had a chance to see it yet, Tone? Or? No, not yet. No. <laughs> All right, all right. I know you've seen the second place movie, which is the R-rated comedy Good Boys, and it made eleven point seven million. If you want to give us a just a quick little review, yeah, the movie was funny as, and then that happened, and then okay, that was my review. All right, good. I'm good. just kidding. Um. Basically, to give you a bite-sized review, if you like Superbad, it's basically Superbad with kids, um, produced by Seth Rogen. You can expect a lot of cussing, a lot of uh, sexual innuendo, and a lot of drug references. Even with kids, they find a way to tiptoe it. Um, it's a good date movie. I, I enjoyed it. It was very funny. So uh, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Nice. Uh, third place was a movie I did not know existed. Apparently, it is a faith-based, PG-rated drama called Overcomer with $8.2 million. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> uh, in fourth... I don't know. In fourth place was the Disney live-action remake of The Lion King, made another $8.1 million, uh, jacking up that total to $1.5 billion worldwide. Man, that movie just straight tanked at the office. What a piece of garbage that was, huh? <laughs> uh, another John Favreau-directed property. So, um, again, if you like The Lion King, you'll probably like The Mandalorian. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to see The Lion King on Friday, so uh, I don't know when uh, the uh, the podcast version of this comes out, but uh, yeah, I'll be seeing that, and I'll have a review up here this weekend on that one. Nice. The party. <laughs> Speaking of late to the party, I finally got to see uh, what's in fifth place this week, uh, which is the Fast and Furious spinoff Hobbs and Shaw. Made $8.1 Say what? What did you see? Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Trying to set yourself up there for the soundbite. Nice. Yes, nice. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Obviously stars uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Jason Statham. Had some great bit parts from Ryan Reynolds and uh, uh, boy Kevin Hart. Um, so good. Directed by... Um, uh, Deadpool director, John Wick director, David Leach, uh, obviously sets up for a sequel if you see it. Um, again, if you do see it, there are mid-credit sequences, end-credit sequences. Um, just a fun movie overall. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to say I'm going to join you on that one. And uh, went in expecting kind of low. If, if you're going in to expect another Fast and the Furious movie, you're not going to get that with this. While there are elements and the characters are out of the universe, it reminded me more of a modern-day lethal weapon type movie. Yeah. Very good flick, though. Um, enjoy the heck out of it. And, um, if you're looking for just one of those fun, no-nonsense, goofball-y action, and when I say goofball I mean the ridiculous stuff that if that was real life, there's no effing way. No, no. The Rock would hold a helicopter in the truck. So he's a tough son of a gun, but... There's no way he's holding on to two things. But if you don't care about that stuff, you know what? It is a damn good movie to see in the theater. Thumbs up. Yep, yep, definitely worth checking out. Uh, in sixth place is an R-rated horror movie that uh, I just started seeing previews for maybe a week or two before it was released. Looks really good. It's getting great reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm talking about uh, Ready or Not, and it opened with $7.5 million. Um, Yeah. I thought the girl in the trailer, I thought it was Margot Robbie. I was wrong. It's not. It's Australian girl that looks very similar. Yep. Samara Weaving. If you ever saw The Babysitter um, on Netflix, that's where she's from. Oh, is that where she's from? Yeah. Yeah. I did watch The Babysitter on Netflix. Yep. That was a fun horror movie, too. All right. Uh, Seventh place was the uh, animated sequel, Angry Birds Movie 2, with 6.3 million. My boys saw that. They enjoyed it. Um, I thought the good one, the first one was decent enough, but, uh, you know, definitely no Pixar, not a DreamWorks movie, but uh, they did pretty I good. I imagine $27 million is much to recoup what it probably cost to make. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. In eighth place was a movie that you saw that, uh, again, another horror movie that I want to see, um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark by Guillermo del Toro with six million uh, book series that I grew up just loving. Uh, what did you think of the movie? I liked it. I was, I was wondering how they were going to incorporate, you know, because they were broken into so many different stories. How are you going to make, are you just going to pick one story? And make right. Focus, or is it going to be like a Goosebumps type movie? Um, I haven't wrote my horrible review yet, so I'll just do it first on the show. Um, I liked it. I thought it was very entertaining. Um, it was creepy. And um, it's definitely, I don't know if you really need to go to theaters to see it, but definitely like a Netflix, like at home watch. 
or a matinee if you can catch it at a matinee definitely i caught it on a matinee today and it was inexpensive i do want to share one scene though because this like if if you hate spiders you hate spiders oh i hate spiders they freak you out yes this shit's gonna scare you then is it yeah well i'm gonna tell you about like a arachnophobia level scared yeah, maybe should I, should I tell you it? Should I just, you go see it. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. Don't spoil it. I want to go see it. it. There's a spider scene in there. You'll know what I'm talking about. Creepy, creepy. So if you hate spiders, that's going to give you the heebie-jeebies. But other than that, I thought, uh, you know, if I didn't really follow the books. I mean, they, they had the stories like they had Harold the Scarecrow. And they had the the girl lost my toe. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my dad's ex girlfriend. There you go. Um, and then there was uh, oh god, there's this creepy this uh, when Sarah like and so basically the premise of the movie is you know these kids they go into a haunted house that it was from. The, the legendary, you know, Sarah Bellows, where she was murdered by her family and she wrote this book. And then they took the book out of the house and then they were, everyone that was in the house was cursed. And then Sarah was writing the stories. I don't know why I'm doing this, but they were writing <laughs> the stories and they came to life. But there's this one, ugh, there's this one scene in the movie where there's like this Sarah chick and she's all fat and just like her face is goofy and she looks like the Momo that you see on the yeah thing. yeah yeah it looks kind of like the momo and there's this poor kid stuck and you got four of these fat sarah momo things coming at him <laughs> it might haunt my dreams later i don't know but overall i liked it i thought it was good i mean I don't pay full price but uh i don't want to spoil it too much for you because it's one of those movies you watch it and you're kind of like okay that's pretty cool but then the more you start thinking about it the more i'm just going to tease you and say go see it Especially the spider thing. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, nah, we, we went on a long rant with that. We did a little bit. That's okay. Uh, real quick, we're going to round out our top 10 at the box office. Ninth place with 5.2 million was Dora in the Lost City of Gold. And we then- did it. We did it. We did it. Yeah, we did it. I don't have the sound bite. I was... <laughs> just give me that shit. Oh, you need this sound bite, though. In all seriousness, if you grew up and you're a Dora fan, from what I hear, it's real tongue-in-cheek. It's actually kind of funny. You'll probably enjoy it. We just like to rag on it because we ain't seeing it. Nope. (laughs) Not going to happen. All right. And then uh, rounding out the top 10 is the Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, with $5 million. Um, Again, the highest grossing non-sequel, remake, reboot, basically original movie of 2019. So uh, good for you, Quentin Tarantino. If you I I want to see it. I really do. I still haven't. You know, the theater by my house, they already got rid of that. And uh, Dora, those two already. Uh, coming up this week, there's not a whole lot coming out. Uh, there's a Jillian Bell comedy called Britney Runs a Marathon. So if any of those movies were ones that you wanted to catch up on, uh, this would be the week to it's do a good it. Week. 
there is one I you know that uh, comes out this week that I we did it we covered on Pop Culture Kaboom. Um, it was called Don't Let Go, and uh, is from uh, the guys you know producers that did uh, Get Out, and um, it, you know it looks really good. So check out the trailer for uh, Don't Let Go. And, and make a decision. The, the basic synopsis is uh, Detective Jack Radcliffe gets a shocking phone call from his recently murdered niece, Ashley, and working together across time, they race to solve her murder before it can happen. So it kind of sets up the trailer. You're watching it. It kind of looks like a spoiler because you're like, oh, great. It's a typical cop, you know, his niece gets murdered. And, but then since it's done from Blumhouse, or is it Bloomhouse? I could be screwing that up. Either way. Oh, it's going to be a horror movie. It's going to be like a demented demon child and he's going to get roped into the underworld. But that's not it. He gets a call from her after she's dead and she's like, what are you doing, Uncle Jack? He goes, who is this? And she goes, who do you think it is? And it turns out like Uncle Jack's two weeks in the future and the phone call is two weeks in the past. So they're trying to work <laughs> together. So then the trailer actually looks pretty cool. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. I watched the trailer today before Scary Stories and didn't look half bad. Yeah, might be worth checking out. I and the hint, hint. I put it as a matinee. So oh, okay, all right. Um, moving on from the box office report to our, uh, I guess you would call it our second trailer of the week, considering Mandalorian was the first. Uh, we got a brand new trailer for. Why is this not switching over? Because we're having technical difficulties, because why wouldn't we on the Proton Pack? It wouldn't be a Proton Pack podcast without technical difficulties. You always got to have a little technical difficulties. That's what makes this show so damn fun. We just, at this point, freestyle and ramble and talk and hit a bunch of sound buttons until something works. There we go. And, of course, it skipped ahead. Bitch. Always fun. In any case, we are talking about a brand new trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. And uh, Skywalker revealed a lot more. We got a brand new poster, and we even got a glimpse of what could be a Ray that has switched over to the dark side. And uh, she's got this crazy, like, dual red lightsaber that flips open into something similar to what uh, Darth Maul had. Um, trailer's up on our Facebook page. Go over there. Check it out if you haven't seen it yet. If you're live streaming, guess what's right here. <laughs> as we talking about it? It's Isn't almost it? like we timed it that way. Roger, Roger. <laughs> But uh, it looks so good. Opens up on my birthday, December 20th. J.J. Um, Abrams back at the helm. He oh, is... What, what date is it open? December 20th. Which is? Which is my... It's my birthday! <laughs> I just wanted to squeeze that in. There you go. J.J. Uh, Ab- Abrams is fixing some of the mistakes from The Last Jedi. Uh, we see Carrie Fisher in the movie. And uh, they actually used footage from The Force Awakens for this movie. So it's not like you're getting a, uh, you know, a CG version of her. It's actually her playing her own character. Yeah, it looks really cool. And when this trailer dropped, too, after D23, I initially was concerned like it was kind of a fake. You know, sometimes people leak and they just get the clickbait on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And uh, when it was showing all the classic films, I go, this ain't it. This ain't the trailer, man. What the heck? It's just a recap. And then all of a sudden, bam, it just hits right into it. And there's some really cool stuff. They released the poster, as you can see, if you're watching right here. Um, yep. We've also shared it on our Facebook page. Again, Proton Pack at Facebook. So uh, Proton Pack Podcast. Oh, did I say Proton Pack? I've left that out. I just said Proton Pack. <laughs> Um, it's funny because they sort of did the thing that uh, Avengers did with Endgame, where the first half of the trailer is just recap of the whole Skywalker series. And then the second half of the trailer, so you only get a minute of new footage, um, is stuff from this actual movie. Yeah, I can't wait for it. So uh, December 20th, let's do this, man. I'm stoked. Yep. I'm very excited for it. All right. Our third trailer of the week is uh, something that actually just launched today. And uh, it is the new Joker trailer. Todd Phillips, um, Joaquin Phoenix tells us a little bit more about the story, what's going on. And, uh, you know, Sorry. I'm trying to time it to do a soundbite. So I'm not interrupting. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I, I'm still not on board with it. I, no, this trailer didn't do it for you. No, it's. So it's no, it's no Heath Ledger Joker. It's I not. Actually, I I like the trailer because I went I went in before it with the first trailer. I thought the first trailer looked like a piece of I don't have my censor button, but uh, <laughs> you know, it was definitely a piece of. <laughs> so. Well, part, part of it is just what Todd Phillips said, you know, sticking in the back of my mind that, uh, you know, they're not using any of the source material. They're not pulling from anything from the comics. It's basically a brand new version of a story about a guy who could become Joker. Um, then just make a different movie. Don't make it Joker. Yeah. I agree. I don't think they should have made this the Joker. I mean, I you kind of get the gist in the trailers of what leads the Joker to become so demented in this version. Um, he just it was a guy that was bullied. You see him like in the beginning of the trailer making faces at a kid, and the mom's like, "Leave my kid alone." And then, then you know, then he's getting beat up, and he gets to go on what Robert De Niro looks like he's playing a uh, Johnny Carson type. Yeah, talk show host. host. Yeah, yeah. They bring him on to, you know, Arthur to come on and do jokes, and he's so bad that they rip on him, and it hurts his feelings, and then he embraces this madness. <laughs> and Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, he's a great actor. You know, you can definitely see in the trailer the difference between, you know, him as Arthur... You know, if you're watching, see, we're, we're, we're timing it perfectly. Um, him is our Arthur, who's you know, um, unsure. <laughs> I don't know what that was, Tony. <laughs> um, to where he's the Joker character, where he's confident and and you know, sure of himself. Uh, again, just calling it a Joker movie is, I think, the biggest thing that takes me out of it. Yeah, maybe they just they couldn't call it Arthur because then you think of uh, Dudley Moore and those uh, movies from the eighties. But uh, I just, yeah, I'm with you. I, it they shouldn't tie it to the whole Batman thing. Well, they, you know, well they don't. But the whole universe, it's it'll be interesting. Um, I like this trailer though. I, I the trailer's got my interest. Uh, interest. Interests. Interests. Um, 
Movie comes out October 4th, so you don't have to wait long to see it. I probably will see it in the theaters just because I'm a nerd like that. And, you know, and I could be totally surprised and absolutely love the movie. But at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm going in with super low expectations. Well, that's the thing, man. Going to a movie like this with really low expectations, and then if it ends up being awesome, you're like, all right. I did that with Hobbs and Shaw. I thought, you know, looks kind of eh, but I'll go see it, you know, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. All right. Uh, Staying in the DC Warner Brothers camp, uh, but moving on to a DC movie I'm actually pretty excited about is the James Gunn written and directed Suicide Squad. And uh, we have another actor who has joined the cast, uh, everybody's favorite, Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Nathan. Uh, Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> uh, Nathan Fillion is joining the cast. Uh, we already know that uh, we've got Jai Courtney returning. Uh, Joel Kinnaman is coming back as Rick Flagg. Um, and then Margot Robbie. Rick Flagg? Yep. I thought you said Rick Flair. Woo! <laughs> um, not sure how much her Harley Quinn's going to be in the movie, but uh, there's also Idris Elba as well. The other name that's uh, being thrown around to have a part in it is uh, Thor director Taika Waititi. Yeah, I saw that. He was being added, which, hey, I'm all for it. Should be fun with James Gunn behind it. I didn't have that ready. <laughs> That's mean, okay. It looks like, a, you know, it sounded like it's going to be good. It's got to be better than that <clears throat> Birds of Prey, because that thing does not look good. Or the last Suicide Squad movie. That was awful. But, uh, yeah, the one DC Warner Brothers property I'm actually looking forward to at this point. All right, uh, moving on. Unless you have been living under a rock for the past week and a half, um, you probably have heard that uh, Sony and Disney were unable to reach a deal on Spider-Man. And so (laughs) to give a little backstory, uh, back in the 80s, uh, Marvel was in a little bit of trouble, and so they basically sold off the movie rights to a number of characters. Um, Spider-Man and all of his universe went over to Sony. Uh, All of the X-Men event, Fantastic Four went to Fox. Um, And then over the last few years, Sony has been working with Marvel and Disney to allow Spider-Man to be back into the MCU. And that's where you get the Tom Holland versions with Homecoming and Far From Home. And then obviously he appeared in uh, the last couple Avengers movies, as well as Captain America Civil War. Um, They've been working on trying to keep Spider-Man, that version of Spider-Man, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, apparently negotiations fell through. And uh, at least at this point, doesn't look like that's going to happen. Tom Holland and Mark Webb are going back over to Sony where they're going to produce the next couple, uh, you know, Spider-Man movies. But he will no longer be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe moving forward unless things change. No, no, seriously, seriously. Hey, come on, I'm joking. I'm joking. We hope you're joking there, Spidey. We do. Um, Apparently, it came down to money. You know, the previous deal was that 
for the Spider-Man standalone movies, uh, Marvel got 5% of the first day revenues. And that was it. Um, in this new deal, what they were trying to work out was that Marvel would co-finance 50-50 with Sony, pay half of the budget to produce the movie, but of course, in return, would get 50% of the profits back. And, uh, you know, Sony wasn't having it. They seemed to think that, uh, you know, Spider-Man can live on his own um, without Marvel's help, which I think Marvel was a huge part of what made him so successful in this iteration. Um, and Kevin Feige, who is the head honcho over at Marvel Studios, um, even had a hand in the Venom movie with Tom Hardy. And uh, hopefully they come to an agreement, you know, maybe a 75-25 split, you know, something that along those fun. lines. I think that'd be good. Disney makes enough. I think they could afford that. Yeah. Or at the very least, push the current deal to one more Spider-Man MCU movie, let them close it out with a third one, and then go your separate ways. But yeah. uh, again... I, think I read something too, and you, you never know if these are true things. They're all behind the scenes. They don't all come out and say it. But I think like Sony said that they would want something super ridiculous to get the whole rights of Spider-Man. You know, which I think Disney should just pay. Just buy him, bring him home, be done with it. They've got the money. They've got every other character in their repertoire back aside from Spider-Man and uh, those. That's a big one, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the Hulk. You'll never see the Hulk get his own standalone movie. Sorry the squeaky chair. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Universal Stones, the film rights to that too. So. That's right. Um, I think the biggest thing and, and what made Sony so cocky is that uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse did so well and has some uh, Oscar nominations. So they figured, oh, we'll do fine on our own. And the thing is, it probably will, especially with Tom Holland. Now, if Tom Holland walks and doesn't do it, there's a new ball game. Well, he and Mark Webb are contracted for at least two uh, more movies. Um so uh, I think we'll be okay there, but at the same time, you know, it'd be nice to have them playing together nicely. Yeah, and then for those that don't understand the the height, you know, the the severity of this of not having Spider Man made in the MCU, here's the thing: you now with Sony being fully involved with it and no Disney or anything. He can't reference Tony Stark. He can't reference anything that happened. I don't think Happy can be in it. Um, he's pretty much on his own. So everything that happened in the last two movies didn't happen, or you just can't talk about it as if it didn't. Or they just hope we forget about it. Yeah, exactly. It wants to be done. Like it. It's kind of like when Disney got cocky when they couldn't buy Fox at first, and they told us that nobody remembers mutants, aka the X Men. That's not true. But that's kind of their way of doing it. And, you know, yeah, we're all going to go see Spider-Man, but kind of lame to see a Tom, Hyla Tom Holland Spider-Man not being able to reference his connection with Tony Stark. So now I almost see them probably taking Harley, which is the boy from Iron Man 3, that was at the end of Endgame. And I think they might end up having to go with the Iron Lad storyline and get him to be the next Iron Man. Because it seemed like they were kind of building that with Peter Parker. But for now, that does that will not be what's going on. So. Right. Or they'll do the Ironheart storyline, which was a, uh, a female, um, younger girl, 
Iron Man. I'd be okay with they if they did that with his daughter. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. Um, now, with one of the things, awful news though. I mean, this one. Oh man, this gets a Darth Vader. Oh. It's, it, that's that was just some crap news. It sucked. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's such a bummer. We were hoping that. Uh, you know, that world would fold a little bit more into Marvel Studios. But at the same time, with Spider-Man going back over to Sony, um, I would expect with Venom 2 coming out, you know, we have um, uh, Gollum, Andy Serkis, directing the next Venom movie. Hey, maybe we'll get Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and Venom back together. I think you're going to have to do that. I think it's only... It seems like the most logical way that if you're going to do it, you you know, Sony now knows what the timeline is for Disney and stuff. And well, if you're going to if you're if you're not going to share Spidey, you might as well just go out there and whore them out. Just put it out there. Yep. And you know, we're going to go see it. As long as you don't make it something like uh, the really wonderful Dark Phoenix, you'll be in good shape. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of Venom 2, at the end of Venom, we, the first one. We'll make a sequel with <laughs> Woody from Cheers. <laughs> we got the uh, mid credit scene that introduced uh, Cletus Cassidy. Um, if you're a comic book fan, you know him as uh, the deranged serial killer who becomes Carnage. Uh, well, the cinematographer for Venom 2 has confirmed that Woody Harrelson is coming back as that character playing Carnage. Um, I mean, that's sort of a, yeah, and the sky is blue type news story, but uh, it, it's nice to know that uh, we at least know a little bit of the direction that Venom 2 is headed towards. It was kind of funny. This is just kind of, a little, you're not going to get this reference, and I don't know if any of my coworkers will listen to the show but that picture you have right now of woody mm. um, that looks like one of my old managers at thornton kim <laughs> and I, i'm only doing that face because i mean it strikingly looks like kim like when she got mad at me one time she went full carnage like that. i was gonna say she become carnage it, well she did at the time yeah oh okay <laughs> you listen to this kim which i know you don't hi carnage yeah that would be awkward if she did yeah, well, she's in Nebraska now, so she'd just be like, hey, I listened to your thing and you called me Carnage. No, I didn't call you Carnage. You just said the picture of Woody Harrelson looks like, yeah, that's it. So, mm. potato, potato, potato. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And then uh, finally, the last story in movie news is uh, we're getting more and more casting uh, for James Wan's Mortal Kombat reboot. Uh, hard R looks like it's going to be good. Um, casting wise, they're, they're doing really well. And they just added Chin Han and Hiroyuki Sanada uh, to play. Oh, yeah, Chin Han and Hiroyuki! <laughs> to play Shang Tsung and Scorpion, rese- respectively. Um, Chin Han, if you remember, was the Chinese businessman from Dark Knight. He's the one that uh, Bruce Wayne went. Overseas captured, brought back, and then uh, Joker basically tried burning him on a pile of uh, money. Oh, yeah, take that. 
<laughs> and uh, Hiroyuki Sonata, if uh, you remember, 47 Ronin uh, played uh, uh, basically Keanu Reeves' mentor, the guy who found him and, uh, you know, turned him into the, the samurai warrior that he was. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, the other casting news that came out is uh, Jessica McNamee. McNamee. Um, don't know who she is. Apparently was in the Meg. She'll be Sonya Blade. And then we have uh, Josh Lawson from something called Bombshell as Kano. So uh, the cast is definitely being rounded out. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be uh, definitely uh, a true adapt. You know, as true as it can be to the story, and it's gonna have fatality. Just fatal. Just fatal. <laughs> it just didn't drop it. How about ultimate fatality? I don't think it'll have that. Just regular fatal. Just regular fatality. There you go. <laughs> All right, uh, that does it for movie news. Don't blow your wad on uh, the Mortal Kombat sound bites just yet, because we are now getting into video games. That's funny. I just actually closed that out, but here you go, video game intro. Hey man, come get some <laughs> oh video games yep so we have a fourth trailer of the week this week just because it was such a big big interesting week not only with d23 but GamesCon as well um and we got a trailer for the mortal Kombat combat pack dlc with the next series of characters that are coming out. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. That, uh, you know, Nightwolf was like, eh. And then Shang Tsung, okay. But you get Sindel, Spawn, Joker, and then, of course, Arnold as the T-800. It's delayed. Of course. Absolutely, Vista, baby. When, you know what's cool, too, is Arnold Schwarzenegger will be voicing uh, the Terminator. The Joker, I don't like the look of the Joker. I'm not a... Yeah, not... He just, he's kind of goofy. I'm hoping maybe they'll have some different skins for him that make him look uh, a little bit more of, you know, what we're used to. But uh, I I can't wait to see his fatalities. You know, it's... Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. So, uh, just a quick drop on those. So, if you guys... If you if you follow Mortal Kombat or if you have Mortal Kombat 11, great game. They're always updating that. You can uh, pick up these characters. They did have a timeline of when they were all coming out. No, I can't find it. There it is. <laughs> so, uh, you know, right now you can download uh, Shang Tsung and um, the Nightwolf. They're $5.99 a pop. Um, the Terminator T-800 drops October 8th. Sindel drops November 26th. I know you're looking forward to that the most. Uh, Joker's January 28th of 2020. And Spawn drops March 17th, 2020. That is Combat uh, Combat Fighter Pack 1. 
You can purchase them at $5.99 a pop for a character, or you can get the skins and everything for $29.99 for the additional add-on, unless you bought the deluxe version. If you bought the deluxe version in stores, then you have access to all these characters already. Well, as they're released, they're not. You can download them. Right. Just want to, you know, emphasize that so no one thinks like, oh, well, that idiot on the Proton Pack said I could download it. (laughs) I would say, you son of a bitch. That's not what I said, so. Boom (laughs) shakalaka! So, yeah, that's exciting. Uh, If you have Mortal Kombat 11, definitely worth that Combat Pack uh, DLC. Absolutely. Yep. We said that tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I always try to pick up on things they say a lot. And one of the sports ones I listen to in the morning, they say, you know what I find is funny? You know what I find is funny? No. What do you find so funny? They never tell you anything funny. That's not that funny. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, move. What grinds my gears moment, I guess. There you go. Moving on from Mortal Kombat 11 to uh, the next big story to come out of GamesCon is uh, Google Stadia. It is a pseudo console that uh, I've been looking forward to. Um, Essentially, allows you to play video games directly through your Chrome browser. You don't need a big, expensive uh, console that, uh, you know, has a, a bunch of upgraded features and and things along those lines. All of it is handled in the cloud over at Google. And uh, there is a lot of information coming out. uh, Makes it sound pretty damn cool. Um, Not only are we getting some new games that uh, have been announced for it, including the highly anticipated Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, We've got... Yep. Mortal Kombat 11, Attack on Titan 2, Destroy All Humans. Um among others. Destroy All Humans is a lot of fun. This is a remake on the uh, PS2 and Xbox original one, so should be fun. Nice. Um, One of the biggest things to come out, which looks really interesting, is a they're working towards having a thousand, one thousand player servers that can host crazy battle royale games. I mean, imagine playing Fortnite with a thousand people on a map. I couldn't imagine playing Fortnite anytime. But if I was to play, that's a hell of a lot of people. That's a lot of cheddar. <laughs> um, the other nice thing is that when games um, become available on a release date, you have access to play it at midnight that night. You don't have to wait for it. You don't have to wait for it to download. You don't have to stand in line over at uh, GameStop. Um, it is there and ready and waiting for you. Yeah, plus GameStop is almost on the... So this might be the way to go. Exactly. Um, Launch details, uh, it comes out. was just looking at it. Now I am not seeing it again. November of this year. Um, You can get the Founders Edition for $129.99, which includes the... Uh, Night Blue Controller, Chromecast Ultra, three-month subscription to Stadia Pro, a three-month buddy pass to give to a friend, um, and then access to all of Destiny 2, which is a great deal. I mean, if you go out and buy an Xbox or a PlayStation 4 right now, it'll cost you three, four, five hundred dollars Yep. 
Um, Stadia Pro on its own will cost only $9.99 per month. So it uh, gives you access to play all of the games online. And then, as I mentioned, you can purchase those games day of. Don't have to worry about them loading, taking hours to load. Um, they're the just there, ready and waiting for you. Yeah, I think that's a great thing. And it seems to be where the next gen of consoles are going to go anyhow. You, I know Xbox is releasing a discless. Um, I almost sound like I said dickless. <laughs> yeah, you did. It's like that here. <laughs> what did I tell you? I'm going to say dickless. Um, discless um, drives. So that way um, it is all about the streaming. It's about uh, getting their um, Xbox Game Pass, so that way you can just start streaming the games. Now, the only bad thing with the Game Pass is you still have to download the game, so you still got to have the hard drive for it. And I mean, granted, you can just turn around and just delete them. That's not a big deal or anything, but, you know, at the same time, that's, uh, you know, kind of a pain in the butt. It's not something you necessarily want to go through and do. But Yeah, with what Google's doing, I, I see that being the future of gaming. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. It launches in November, so uh, we shall have some type of review. Yeah, again, right around the corner, not too far away. All right, uh, the next story in video game news. Oh, yes, this one, right? Welcome to Mario Kart. Yep, the highly anticipated Mario Kart which is available on uh, iOS and Android, so it's a mobile game, got its official release date, which is September 25th of this year. Um, That is less than one month from now. You will be able to get to play Mario Kart Tour. Yeah, this one... um, So the Nintendo mobile games so far um, have been a lot of fun. Um, I know it's it's all about easy access, like you have Mario Run, Dr. Mario, um, and then uh, Pokemon's been a big hit. Yeah. So um, with Mario Kart Tour, the goal of it is you can steer, drift, and drive with just one finger. And the goal is to race people across the world, and they're going to do real-time locations. So um, what I mean real-time is just really real locations. So if you want to race in Paris, you can race in Paris. If you want to race on the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, you can do all that. Um, we look forward to getting this game here. Hopefully very soon would be, you know, we're only a couple weeks away and, you know, you can pre-order it now on Android and Apple. So, um, that's definitely something you're going to want to, if you've been a fan of the Mario Kart series, expect a little differences than uh, what you're used to, but, uh, definitely I would anticipate the fun, um, and everything is going to be there. So, oh, I'm sure. Mario, they ha- they uh, also said that you know you can pre-order it, which is really just telling it to download as soon as it's available. Uh, it is a free game to begin with, but does incorporate uh, in-game purchases. So, um, you know, if you want to, I don't know, upgrade your characters, or your carts, or maybe get more levels, uh, you'll have to put a few bucks down. Yeah. It's kind of the same the same process with like uh, Dr. Mario. You got so many levels you have access to, and then you got to start paying for all this other stuff. So, you know, Nintendo Mobile, here we go. Yep, yep. All right, uh, moving on from Nintendo to Capcom. Uh, 
Mega Man is getting a new legacy collection coming out uh, based around Mega Man Zero and ZX collections uh, coming to PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, we've had, what, two legacy collections prior to this. and uh, three. three, no kidding. Yeah, because we had Mega Man Legacy Collection 1, which only covered the original six. So you had Mega Man 1 through 6. And then they released Legacy Collection 2, which then had seven eight nine ten and it only had those four games so they kind of got chintzy and gave you six on one four on the other but charged the same price and then you had the x collection which was i mean all the mega man collections thus far have been fantastic so yeah and you know if you listen to this podcast you know we're huge mega man fans uh this is one that's definitely worth it mega man zero was just a, a fun series to play yeah, it takes uh, it really takes place in the vein of uh, Mega Man X. You know, Zero was the other character, and that kind of spins off. And there's a lot of good games I've never played, so a lot of them were on uh, the Nintendo DS, or was it the DS or the Game Boy Advance? It was on a portable Nintendo. I think it was the, the Advance, actually. Um, but either way, I'm looking forward to getting a chance to play these games, and a lot of that, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they were they were. No, they're, they're so damn. Old. They weren't the easiest games in the world. Uh, no. You do have to wait a little bit. Uh, it doesn't come out till January 21st of 2020, and it'll set you back about $29.99. Or just a little hint I, I like to tell our listeners this you know, you want to be a little thrifty. If you can hold out and don't buy it on day one and you wait, Capcom is notorious for splitting the cost of their games down to nothing. So. Like, if you ever watch like the legacy collections and stuff, you know, they're 30, but you might catch it one week where it's seven bucks or something. So, mm -hmm. you know, keep an eye out for it, you know. But if you need it day one, January 21st, you'd be playing it. There you go. And then finally, our last story of this uh, little bit longer than usual podcast. You know, we're even got little a sound point to trickle us in here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, when we talked uh, a number of episodes back about the uh, Sega Genesis Mini coming out and all of the um, titles that were announced leading up to it, one that we were really hoping for was the Sega Genesis version of Aladdin. And uh, it wasn't included on there. We were a little on the bum side, but... Uh, don't fret. Help is here. The um, you're watching it too. You're like, what? What's, it, what's he moving his thumb to? This was <laughs> announced last night. This was leaked. GameStop of all things, which of course I already teased that you know GameStop's having their own problems, but they uh, you know they had a Gamescon uh, or a, a, you know what is it a GameStop Expo mm -hmm. and you know disney teased off it's called the uh aladdin it's kind of a goofy name it's aladdin and lion king disney classics collection didn't know a whole lot until later this afternoon um it will be available for pc the switch xbox and playstation um one game uh, i'm gonna read down the games and you're gonna notice the the one is really the glaring omission glaring omission here so 
the current game list for this game, you are going to get Disney's Aladdin, the Sega Genesis one that Chris just alluded to that was not on the Sega Mini. So great job by adding that. Um, you'll be getting the Game Boy and Super Game Boy version. It's the same one. You can just play in color, black and white. Um, never played that game. Can't imagine it's going to be all that great. Because uh, <laughs> most Game Boy games don't transition well on the big screen. No. Uh, Disney's Aladdin Final Cut don't know what that is they asked but they didn't say um and then there's disney's aladdin trade show demo it's a demo version that has not been publicly available since 1993 my thought is these go these are going to be like the sega genesis like different takes on the sega genesis right um the omitting one the only game like and they had said when it got announced the super nintendo one which was published by capcom completely different game but a lot of fun has unfortunately been omitted from this because the games that are going to be on here were made from uh virgin and at the time disney had a partnership with virgin so now that disney has their own game studios they're able to get these properties and do it because virgin's not its own thing anymore for as far as publishing so there you go that's why you get this collection and uh, if you were a big lion king fan too you you get the Sega Genesis version and the Super Nintendo version, as well as the Game Boy version and the Super Game Boy version. Never played anything but the Super Nintendo version. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Which version did you play back in the 90s, my friend? Well, the funny thing is I never played any of the Lion King games, but uh, I loved the Sega Genesis version of Aladdin and, in fact, uh, preferred that to the Super Nintendo version. Um, oh, that that seems to be the most general take from uh, the comments um, from the announcement is, you know, everyone's pretty much like, yeah, the Super Nintendo one sucked. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, you know, like I liked it, but I liked the Genesis one a hell of a lot better as well. The graphics were much better. Um, the bonus levels and stuff. I mean, I think this is a nice little surprise. Kind of weird that they're waiting for the fall to release it. I think summer would have probably been a better opportunity considering Aladdin was in May, Lion King's in July. You could have got it out somewhere in there to kind of coincide with both. But hey, you know, if, you, if you're if you a kid of the 90s and you want to live your, uh, your old nostalgia self and you want to play it or you want to get your kiddos into it or your girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever... Um, there you go. Comes out in fall. Don't know a whole lot more to it, but uh, they are going to have um, upscale graphics. You can play the original builds too. Filters for visual enhancement, customizable controls, interactive game viewer that lets you watch pre-recorded play and jump into the game. So if you're never going to beat it, but you want to see how it ends, you can fast forward and just see how it ends. Um, spoiler alert, Aladdin wins. Mufasa <laughs> dies. No. What? <laughs> um, there's an explorable museum of behind-the-scenes development assets, including interviews, art gallery, music player, and, I mean, who doesn't want to hear this kind of awesome music? I mean... Yeah, that's good shit. Uh, 16-bit MIDI. Yeah, you can get you can get your jam on, man. You can make a little love to that. You know, <laughs> a little circle of life right there. Uh, speaking of circle of life, it is now eleven forty my time, 
which would be 1240 your time. We've yeah, been I'm at future, man. Yep. We, Marty, we've been we at... gotta go back <laughs> to the future. <gasps> we've been doing this for about an hour and a half now, and uh I'm we getting... told you it was long, kids. Yep. You didn't listen. But we had a good time. Fewer technical difficulties than expected, which is good. Yeah, uh, Exactly. As always, we love the feedback from you guys. Subscribe, download, stream. Let us know what you think. Check out our social media, facebook.com forward slash Proton Pack Podcast. Instagram as well, at Proton Pack Podcast. And uh, let us know what you think. How did we do in our first live, unedited, raw Proton Pass. <laughs> Proton yeah, Pack Podcast. Let us know. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Uh, we will talk to you next week. It won't be as long. Or maybe it won't. We don't know. Until then, later, Gators. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Woo! Goodbye.